Welcome to the Salty Music Teacher with Maddie Saltibus. Hello and welcome to the Salty Music Teacher. Today we have Eric Cavazos again. And today we're going to talk about searching for music for our contest, our UIO contest. We just had a conversation on our last episode about what UIL was and that it wasn't really a competition. It was more of an evaluation, correct? Yes, sir. So we're talking about searching for music. First of all, what does that entail? Well, um, for those of us who are listening that um, maybe are not familiar with UIL, um, we do have certain requirements that we have to follow when we choose music um, to take to evaluation. It's never really made sense to me, to be honest, because it's based on the size of your school. So I remember when I taught middle school, for those of you who don't know me, um, I taught middle school for five years and I'm currently in my third year teaching high school. but I remember being so irritated because some of the performance requirements, at, mostly for sight reading, it was um, the same level of like a 5A high school, non-varsity, mm-hmm. yeah. a, a 3C varsity orchestra at the middle school level, which is the largest size of middle That's school, mm-hmm. will perform, the, read the same sight reading as a 5A, which is slight. I mean, what is 5A like? 1900s. <laughs> I think it's 20, 23 or something like something that. Something like that. 2,000 people. Right. But I'm kind of like, out of school. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, regardless of how big the school is, they still have been playing longer than my middle schoolers have. That's true. Yeah. Why should a high school senior who might be in a non varsity group perform or a sub non varsity or sub non? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. perform the same music that my 3C varsity. 14, you know, 13 year old should be playing. It is, or it is stressful 12. when you think about it like mm-hmm. that. And that's, you brought up a good point. One of the things I think that uh, people don't realize, especially from the top, is that it's easy to put labels onto things. Right. However, you're as the teacher and the ground level, you're seeing these kids and having to go through these situations. Uh, so there's two thoughts about this, you know, having good quality uh, understanding from music. Mm-hmm. And th- I think that's, a great way to think about it. The other part of it is, you know, being able to just read, you know, if you're talking about sight reading or just reading music in general, Mm -hmm. when you go to these competitions, you just want the kids to be able to read music that you select good music. uh, And then for them to have a a very good outcome. Right. Right. So kind of going back there, um, the music, or the repertoire selections have to be off of a list that UIL calls the PML or prescribed music list. And we have to uh, prepare three pieces, um, two of which have to be from, from the PML. And one of them can be a source, which I always joke around with people saying that I'm going to program Lady Gaga. I've I've seen, I've seen some, (laughs) I've seen some out there, but yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, that, that that optional piece. It's, they call it the optional piece. Mm -hmm. You literally can select anything. Right. I've seen one of our own, you know, uh, colleagues uh, will select a piece from Essential Elements. I don't know if that was a joke <laughs> or what. They'll bring the book to the judges and all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great way. That's a great bang when you retire, right? That's true. Like, let's just find out if we right. can get, get away with this kind of moment. <laughs> right. So three pieces, two of which have to come from the PML. 
Um, the pieces are labeled from grade one to grade five, one being the least difficult and five being the most difficult um, based on the size of your campus oh, again. Yeah. And, um, and that grading right. that grading system is just kind of uh, a little wacky in certain areas. Right, right, for sure. And I think, I truly think that UIL, well, there's a committee of teachers of course, yeah. um, across the state that they convene. I don't know how often I need, they convene. I need to be on this committee. Right. <laughs> I need to be. I have already said I need to be on this committee. Right. They I want to see what they are thinking. Right. And, and truly, I do think that you know, people are, have good intentions uh, sure. when, when they yeah. plan these things. And I don't think they're trying to, or, and I tell the students this all the time, I think the judges in UIL, they want us to be successful. I truly do. Of course. And, and, you know, the way I define success is like, they want us to get ones. I really think the judges show up wanting to give ones. Um, I would. I know. Me too. <laughs> I would want to give a one. I, like you want to feel excited for them. Right. It's their big right. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to searching for music, right? You know, from the start, when when do you particularly search for music? Well, so besides the summertime before <laughs> school starts. <laughs> okay, well, I do have a list of every year what I do. Well, your bucket just, list, yeah. Well, bucket list, and just for once again for people who are listening who may not be familiar with this process, um, there are there's once you program a certain piece for a group. There's a certain amount of time that you can't program it again. Otherwise, it's against the rules and you can be disqualified. I think, yeah, I think that's right. I'm not super familiar. But every year over the summer, one of my projects is to, I'm a Google person. I don't use Microsoft or anything. So I pull out, you know, a Google Doc and I add, make a table. And it has all of our UIL selections for every group and the scores Oh nice! Oh nice! <laughs> and I have real that organized over there for the past four years. Yeah. I'll do that just so I can see pieces that I cannot program. So that's over the summer, and then I have one column or one row of the current year, and I try to plan stuff. But I'll tell you, I'll change that like twenty five times before we actually oh, yeah. hand out music. Oh, yeah. I, I was I will choose my perfect UIL scenario right in the summer yeah you know i did it while i was in hawaii this mm. past <laughs> this past time i know i'm thinking about work all the time oh yeah and uh i i said man i'm gonna choose this piece i really want to you know really want to impress the judges mm-hmm. and then you see your kids right <laughs> in august for summer camp you know a week or right. two before school starts and you say hey guys this is what we're gonna do and they play you know let's just let's do scales first you know right and you hear how they sound and mm-hmm. you got some work to do yes you sure do they did take a vacation <laughs> <laughs> they took a long one <laughs> right they enjoyed their vacation yes. you can tell mm-hmm. and, and i think that kind of throws me off a little bit right i mean i it it, it am i able to still proceed with that whole fantasy list that i created right. back in the summer uh the event uil happens in march uh for us for, for yes for us. It, i think it's different for regions across the state but for us it's in march yeah. Ar- around the same time though ish you know if you think about it yes so um one of the things that i think a lot of people don't realize is that with uil uh, because we put so much pressure on ourselves, we talked about that before in the past. Uh, we want everything to be perfect. We want it mm-hmm. to be sounding good. We want it, you know. We want people to enjoy it. We want our students to enjoy it. Right. We want to have that recording in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to get to that point, I've done some things that 
you know, most people wouldn't even dare think of. And one of those things is change my piece at the last mm-hmm. moment. Oh, my right. goodness. To go from, and we, we're talking still about searching for music, right? But talk about the end result yeah. and having to change the piece right. because it just didn't work out. Right. And I said, I make that first list in, you know, July or August. And I change 25 times, and sometimes that last change comes two weeks before the event, you know, um, because... Mine mine changed one week before. I said, guys, you got like three, four days to whip it up. Right, right. And and it's truly just trying to find a good mix of pieces. Um, one of the things that I try to remember is when I think about my curriculum for, for students, I'm of the mindset that our repertoire is not the curriculum itself. Our repertoire reinforces curriculum um, in the sense that I won't say, oh, okay, in August, we're going to be working on the Dargison. I'll say in August, we're working on compound meters. And to reinforce that, I will pr- program the that's Dargison. That's true. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. You, you need to talk like that because that's going to be the long game. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I think about UIL selection, I think about, okay, I start preparation when we come back from winter break. And I think okay, what do I need the students to learn? Because I do know a lot of teachers who either choose a UIL piece that they might have programmed for the fall concert and then another one for the winter concert, then they do one more in the spring. That's me, actually. (laughs) I will choose choose a piece for each concert throughout. Right. And it should include something that either A, I'm going to use for UIL, or B, it's going to be a backup. Right. Which I did this year. Yes. I I chose Baltic Dance in the very beginning of the year. We did it for our first big concert. Uh, It was pretty decent, you know. Uh, We just didn't have enough time to prepare it the way we would like it to. But, man, the parents enjoyed it. They loved it. Brought it back in March. And it was just our, it was our best piece. Sure. Super perfect. And sometimes it's good to think of it that way too. Yeah. It's okay to recycle a piece in that manner. Those kids, you know, they want to have a great time. They want to win. Right. So you don't need to choose an entire program. Right. Use what you have already. (laughs) So, so for me, I'm on the opposite end where I do choose a new program and it is strategic because I feel at least one of the pieces, it has to be of a certain ability that the students will finish this experience having become better musicians or knowing more because they played this piece. That's right. Um, At least one of the pieces, I need that. Because like I said, if I don't do that or I rely on things that the students are already showing proficiency in, then I run the risk of for six to eight weeks of they're not really refining much other than just refining their music as a teacher I can kind of consider that more like teaching to the test, you know. Well, I, the, ter- the term is called they peak. Right. right. They yes. Peak, yes. Yeah. So yes. you work on a piece, they get to a point where they can't do anymore. Right. You know, they, you're just beating a horse at this right. point. And I think <laughs> we've all been there where point, it you know? starts to regress. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and, and that's the scariest part mm-hmm. is how do we find, and, and for people who are listening, how do we find that sweet spot right you know i usually do my go-to is six weeks before you know six weeks before Mm -hmm. and i choose that piece and i try to look at all the things that i can teach yes you know because what what are my students deficiencies right are they sight reading well Mm -hmm. um are they you know how are they slurring how are their articulations how are how are the things that they're doing throughout the first semester basically of our 
uh, of our school year. What what have they done that proves to me that they need some extra attention on right. specific elements. And so those are things that I really look for in a piece. I do not, I, I promise you, I try not to pick a piece because it's fun for me. Right. I right. try to pick a piece that I say, man, I really think these kids need to learn this about music. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, you know, uh, leading into this and thinking about uh, the type of music, that's definitely like the foundation. Beyond that, I also think of variety because I tell the students, you know, it's in the name, UIL Concert and Sight Reading Evaluation. At the end of the day, it's still a performance that we want to, it's a performance that people will be listening to and we want to give them a musical experience. I was listening to um, a masterclass by Renee Fleming um, huge opera fan, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember where, I think it was on YouTube or something. And she was giving a masterclass to students who were preparing for auditions and things like that. And I was in undergrad when I listened to this and it stuck with me all like once I heard that it's stuck with me ever since. And it was, um, every audition panel at the end of the day wants to have a musical experience. It doesn't matter that they're auditioning. It's not like the music stops because of the context of the performance. True. It's still a performance. So I kind of, that resonated with me so much. And it's been on the basis of everything that I do of like, hey, y'all, I know that this is uh, an evaluation. And I know that we need to know our judges or know our audience, like I said in the last episode. But we want them to leave this thinking, oh, my gosh, that was such a beautiful moment that I just experienced. Because honestly, I don't know if you've ever judged or I've, I've only done. I've, I've judged pre-UILs. I've only done pre-UILs like and sometimes for large districts where it takes, you know, eight hours. Yeah. And it can You're become a lot exhausting. Of kids. You yeah, hear yeah. a lot of kids. You hear a lot of music. <laughs> if we are maybe one of the few groups where when we sit up or we set up and we perform and when they're done, the judges were like, wow, that was really nice and beautiful <laughs> to listen to. Hey, you know what? We did our job because a good performance in a high quality or with high quality music making that supersedes the idea of this evaluation, right? That's now true. we're doing yeah. it just to be good musicians. We're not doing it to get the rating, you know? And I always say, look for the recordings. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Like in you the said before. Yes. Yeah. And so when you think about that, and how you want to program your music, like for in my case, I'm choosing three new pieces. I have to choose pieces with the idea of I need a high quality performance for my students. That's right. And that usually won't come if I choose three pieces that will be that will overwhelm them, you know, that are challenging. Yes. Yeah. Something to aspire it, it, to. I think um, I think that's one of the most common. You talk about the most common mistakes that is at oh, the top of the yes. list here, which yes. is let's talk about you know, over-programming, right? right and right. I just got off the phone with a friend of mine um, a couple of days ago, and she said, you know, Maddie, I over-programmed. I'm admitting it now. Mm -hmm. You know, you, she can see it in the students that they are not where they need to be mm -hmm. a week away from right. their competition. And it's like, what do I do? Right. And uh, a couple of things we <clears> got to <throat> think about. Let's help that kind of person. You know, what do we do when they're in a situation like that? First of all, this is the end result now, you know. Right. Um, so in, in that kind of situation, there's two routes. You know, number one, look at the kind of students you have. What are their abilities? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Mm -hmm. Think about are they are they able to do the most basic things in music? Right. vibrato mm -hmm. good tone i mean 
I'm I'm already assuming that they have good rhythm and right. that they have good tuning. You right. Know? And if that's a, a situation, then we got to step it back even further. You yeah. know what I mean? But, you know, are they able to do the basics? Then pick pieces that are going to really excite the judges for having a good performance. It's not about difficulty. Right. You know, any kid can say, oh, this is easy or hard. But to have a perfect performance, that's what we're looking for mm-hmm. as a judge, right? And any kind of mistakes, uh, we're going to write it down. So right. uh, you, we talked about this in the last episode. You don't want to allow the judge to write anything down. Right. Just right. good job. And and, <laughs> and thank you for playing. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, and to be truthful, judges will find something. Yeah. But, I mean... We want them to be kind of scraping at that, right? Like, yeah, oh, what can sure. I say? More musicality, because you know anyone can be told that, yeah. <laughs> no matter how. I mean, they're like, just putting lean in there. more into the dissonance, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, the the second thing I was going to mention is is that you can replace the piece, you know. Yes. So that is the hardest part is replacing the piece. What do you replace it with? Right. Right. And so obviously you're going to replace it with something that is going to be manageable for the students. Mm-hmm. So. You can keep grinding your head, you know, you know, and and really working with them on things until the cows come home. They're just at one point you just don't have enough time. Right. Or you can change the piece, which is what we're talking about. And I have a I have a funny story to tell you. There's a um, one of my colleagues. She says, hey, look, uh, let me give you a couple of uh, grade twos. Right. Mm -hmm to choose from. I said, give me the easiest ones on the list. You know, the right, ones that right. you know, they're the easiest ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't have enough time. What do I do? Right. So she gave me a couple of selections and there's this one. I, I mean, I, I don't, I couldn't believe my eyes. I looked at it. I said, how is this even a grade two? Right. It was quarter notes and half notes, uh-huh. you know, and not your shaker hymn type. It's like oh, okay. even like less, <laughs> less active than that. And, um, I just said, okay, I I have to save this piece because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to you don't want to use this piece and then have to need it next year. So only use pieces when you need it. So I put actually I don't know if you can see in my office here. Uh, look, I mean oh, I have I have in a frame. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> There's a frame that says "Break glass in case of emergencies," mm-hmm. and it has a piece called "Tribal Voices," uh-huh. and it is literally the easiest. Well, that I found the easiest grade two you can find so if you ever need to use that i mean that we always joke about it in my school here it's arranged by michael story by the way (laughs) (laughs) tribal voices exposed no yeah so and uh the kids always joke about it like sir do we need to take out the tribal voices oh Oh, my god if they're making too many mistakes they say do we need to take out that tribal voices Uh, you tell me So I'm like, it has, I'm, I need to put a little hammer next to it. So right. that we actually, it's in a frame and it actually has, it's a glass frame. It's yeah. really funny looking. I love that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, and kind of what you're talking about here and changing pieces, one of the things that I think that we also should touch base on is how do you frame this to the students? Because, oh, you know, we're teaching in modern society. And in modern society, I just feel like we're talking a lot about how people perceive things and taking their emotions into consideration. And it's not bad by any means, you know, we want our students to be seen and we want our students to be valued. It's going to be stressful for them. Yes. And um, either or it's stressful. They know it's not good. The first, the first route, the second route, they have to learn a whole new piece. Exactly. So, so they're going to be stressed. How do we break it down to not break it down, but how do we deliver this message of, you know, how, Hey, you know what guys, this is what we're doing. 
Um, we're going to go ahead and go a different route because this is what I'm seeing. I honestly think that, I, in, at least at the high school level, I feel like students feel more valued yeah. when you include them on these conversations and inner dialogues. Like your colleague t- telling you what she's worried about. I'm wondering if she has talked to her students the way she talked to you. And if she hasn't, I'd be curious to hear how they would react to that. That's true. Because I think that students at the high school level, first of all, I think the students in general can handle a lot. Um, well, and, this was middle school, by oh, the way. Oh, it was a middle school yes. teacher. Okay. But I mean, even at middle school, it's um, I think students appreciate be- feeling like they're a part of it. That's and true. And in the last episode, we did talk about how it's a collaborative effort between director and students and how do you build this relationship. I mean, you have to show your students that you trust them, right? And it's not only about... I mean, of, of course, the trust, but it's building honesty. Right. You need to be honest yes. with them because yes. you're not helping them. Mm-mm. You're just not going to help them if no. they don't understand the situation. If anything, they can't help you. Right. 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 So it's got to go both ways. I'm going to cut it off right here just for a second. Sure. I, I want to uh, let everyone know that you can always go to the salty music teacher.com for more information about me and Eric, Maddie Saltibus and Eric Cavazos. Or you can email me at the salty music teacher at gmail.com for any questions or uh, any suggestions about episodes that you guys would like for us to talk about. Thank you guys for joining us today. We're going to have to have a part two for this. I think so. Oh, yes. All right. Thank you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>